Hello and welcome back to the All The Feels podcast. I am SJ Williams at Sham Tremaine on Instagram and this is my weekly podcast where I bring you short to the point episodes on the things in life that have me feeling any type of way, uh, just anything that evokes any type of emotion uh, within me. Let's dive in. So today, I want to talk about colorism. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with the term, colorism is basically um, when you show discrimination towards or are prejudiced against a person uh, by attaching a social meaning to them because of the color of their skin. Um, and before, before I even start what is about to be a rant about something that I feel some type of way about right now, um, and clearly it's about to deal with race, um, for everybody on both sides of the fence, let's not start this mindset of, I don't see color. That's a lie. We, we all see color. It, it is honestly probably one of the top two things that you initially notice about a person when you meet them. It's human nature. We can't help it. Um, that's not always a bad thing uh, just because we notice somebody's color. Now, whether or not you choose that as your basis for how you treat someone or how you feel about them is the difference between just observing their color and using their color as a basis for, for how you continue your interactions with that person. As I'm sure you all know, Disney is doing a live adaptation of The Little Mermaid. Of course, we're all familiar with The Little Mermaid. It's one of the Disney classics. Uh, Ariel is the mermaid, pale skin, red hair. And Disney has chosen to cast um, Halle Bailey as the new Ariel in the live version. Um, Now, Halle Bailey is black. Um, She is one half of the singing duo Chloe and and Halle. Um, Very, very talented. She is incredibly talented, has a great voice. Um, And and she's she's been cast to play Ariel. And to say that society has lost their minds about this is an understatement. Um, The argument is literally the racial ethnicity of a cartoon character. So you guys do realize that Ariel's not real. The Little Mermaid is not real. This is a fictional character. Uh, she is, is a fish, a mythical mermaid. And we are upset that Disney has chosen to now show this character uh, represented by... A black person, the character that they created uh, to be whatever they want it to be because it is fictional, it is not real. Um, they have decided to to cast um, Halle Bailey in this role. So I am not surprised by the backlash. It happens way too often uh, for it to even have any shock value at this point. Uh, of while back, there were some. Uh, 
some talks about casting Idris Elba as the new James Bond, and, and Idris is black. Um, and, and there was all of this uproar about that. But mind you, James Bond is also a made-up character. Um, I just... And, and first of all, I would just like to say props to Disney. Um, while I do not think that they sought out some black female to play this role, I would assume as Hollywood works, there were auditions for this. Um, but props to them for the simple fact that from 1937 to 2009, Disney created 49 films with no black leads. Uh, in 2009, we got Tiana with The Princess and the Frog. Um, so for 70 years, their catalog included no black princesses, none. So my props to Disney for for choosing to to allow Halle Bailey to play this role, um, whether or not it was intentional, uh, because like I said, she is very talented. So I would completely understand if she got it on talent alone. Um, but it blows my mind. It just 100% blows my mind how dangerously ignorant society can be. Like there are Facebook groups out about this, uh, make Ariel white again, Christians against the little mermaid. <laughs> like this has got to be the dumbest crap. And, and how, how privileged are we as America that our greatest upset of the moment is over a fictional fish. And mind you, we've got brown children sitting in our makeshift concentration camps with no soap, no toothbrushes, no toothpaste. They're not being bathed on a regular basis. And we are literally upset over something that's not even real. Something that is not even real is what we are choosing to be upset over. And I and I saw something online that said, oh, we should cast uh, Martin Luther King Jr. with a white actor in the next biopic. Number one, Martin Luther King Jr. is a real person um, who did some real literal life-saving things to help aid in the progression of the black community. What you guys are upset about is a cartoon character that's not even real, that has done nothing great. It's literally just a cartoon. It's literally just a cartoon that is merely for our entertainment. But yet again, this this doesn't shock me simply because of the idea or the concept of colorism. I 100% believe that the world feels that there are certain roles, certain ideals, certain titles, certain positions, certain events that are designated for certain races, whether that be black, white, or Asian, or what have you. Um, and I'm going to preface everything that I am about to say by simply saying, this is my podcast. I can say what I want to say and how you choose to decipher that information is up to you. Um, but the whole point of this is for me to discuss the things that have me feeling some type of way. And, and, and I'm on a soapbox about this right now. Um, case in point, uh, when Nike decided to support 
Colin Kaepernick. And so many decided to burn Nikes, number one, that they had already paid for. So that was dumb. So you you didn't hurt the company in in the way of revenue because they already had your money. Uh, And and Nike is a multi-million dollar, possibly billion, I don't know their numbers, uh, corporation who I don't even really think was hurt by this because, you know, just as much as the white side decided to burn theirs, uh, the African-American community supported them more. So there was almost like a like an equal balance there. Uh, When Serena Williams had her emotional outburst during her tennis match where she felt that the the ref or the umpire or whatever they're called in tennis made an unfair call against her. Um, and she was immediately labeled as unsportsmanlike, as the angry black woman uh, for showing that pure emotion. But, you know, Brett Kavanaugh can get on the stand and have his emotional outburst and, and it be completely warranted. Uh, there are a lot of instances of colorism um, where it's merely just straight down the middle, black and white, um, where certain things are reserved for certain races. Uh, Barack Obama being president, that that role is designated for a white male. And, and that became very apparent uh, from society with who they felt should be in that role when this man was elected not once but twice. And also to the point where some are willing to deal with Trump simply because he is a white male, even though he has, he is the worst by far, um, the most discriminatory, the most ignorant, the most ill-informed president that I have seen in my lifetime. Um, I can't speak for prior years, but this man is supported and I 100% believe he is supported simply because he is a white male. Um, There was not very much that Barack Obama could do white because a lot of people (laughs) could do white, supposed to say right, but it it almost goes in this instance, Um, could do right simply because he was black and people could not get past his skin color uh, regardless of, of what his policies were, what his outcomes were, what his successes were, uh, y'all just couldn't get over his birth certificate, his name, and his skin color, which I'll digress from that. Um, but there are very definitive lines with some people, and I'm not saying all, uh, and it's on both sides of the fence with white people and with black people. Um, because when Obama was in office, there were a lot of whites saying, he's not my president, he's not my president. But a lot of them were saying that because he was black. Now, on the flip side of that, there are a lot of blacks, one including myself, who will, <laughs> who prefer not to have to claim Trump as our president. It has nothing to do with him being white. It's just because he's ignorant. Um, and he proves more often than not that that's just not a role that he needs to be in or that he is equipped for. Uh, has nothing to do with race from me personally. Uh, now, don't get me wrong. There are some who probably just don't want him to be president because he is whiter. The fact that he is white AIDS and the fact that he also happens to be ignorant, I don't really know. Um, but for me, it looks a little bit different just because he's a moron. Uh, but a lot of people would be okay or are okay with some of the policies and things that he's doing and the things on the border and some of the stuff that he says and the way he interacts with women. 
um, and the things that he says in relation to women simply because he is a white man. I've had several instances in my professional career where people did not want to deal with me in the position of power that I was in because I was black. I had a patron once who was an older white male who asked to speak to a manager. And when I entered the conversation, he refused to talk to me and said that there has to be somebody who's over you. There's no way you are the person who makes the decisions. That was 100% because I was black, 100%. And you don't have to walk in my shoes the same way that I don't have to walk in yours but the only thing I can do is speak my truth and speak from my personal opinion. Um, Now, granted, I have some people around me who accept me as I am, uh, color, gender, sexual orientation, all of it. Um, and, And we don't miss a beat, but the fact still remains that there are people who discriminate against and show prejudice towards others. Uh, because of something so uncontrollable as the color of one's skin. To speak a little bit about uh, colorism as it refers to attaching um, social meanings uh, to a person's life depending on their color, um, and, and a, lot of, a lot of the things that I have to say directly relate to my own life because those are the experiences that I have had Um, And it, you know, could possibly offer some perspective to someone who hasn't had these types of experiences Um, or, you know, to those who have to just show you that you're definitely not alone in these instances. Um, I had a conversation with a with a white woman once and she wanted to know where I went to college because she thought I was very well spoken. And so I told her, you know, I went to I attended Mississippi College and and her response to me was, you must have had some real privileges growing up. That wasn't a compliment. Mississippi College is not designated for white students or black students who just happen to have privilege. And the fact that she thought that she had offered me a compliment infuriated me that much more um, because I had to have had some sort of special something or other in order for me as my black self to have been able to attend that college. It wasn't because I busted my ass in high school and got the grades. It wasn't because I scored high on my ACT. It wasn't because of my resume of leadership things that I had done the years prior. Um, There had to have been some advantages offered to me in order for me to have attended that school. It's not right. That, That mindset and that type of thinking is not right but it's so common, especially here in the South, especially here in Mississippi. It is so incredibly common. And we just continue to allow it like it's nothing. And I say we because at some point as a society, as a whole, we become responsible for one another. Um, It is our job to directly or indirectly offer something to the person next to us, to teach them something about ourselves, to to give them a piece of something that makes them better, um, or to try to aid in, in their perception of something that's not like them or someone that's not like them. So at some point, we become responsible for each other. We become the change that we want to see. We become the vessels by which these things manifest. And 
Instead, we huddle in our little corners and, and, and look out and just point the finger at one another. And, and, and we're not really helping each other. And, and we have this, this huge label as the United States of America, but we are not that. We are not united in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Uh, we turn away helpless people who come to us seeking refuge, who come to us saying, I trust you enough to make me feel safe. And we lock them and their children in a cage and treat them like they are less than animals. How, how, how is this okay to anybody? How does anybody sleep at night thinking that this is okay? And how are people so focused on the the racial ethnicity of a fictional character when we have these real life indiscretions happening right in front of our faces? It's all over the news. It's all over the radio. It's all over social media. But we choose to look past it and focus on Little Mermaid. I also want to talk a little bit about colorism inside of certain ethnic groups. Um, and I guess the one I'm, I'm going to speak on is, is, is colorism inside of the African-American race. Um, because colorism is not one of those things that's only designated for uh, one race when it comes to another. It could also affect people within a single race. Um, and I know that a lot of times within the black race, it's it's darker skin versus fair skin. Um, and again, this is something that I could speak on because I've dealt with it. Um, I've had people classify me differently because my skin is a little bit lighter uh, than some others, which I also think is completely ridiculous. Um, I have met and come across people of all different shades who were uh, great people or awful people or beautiful people or just downright ugly or mean or just whether it be physically or internally or however you want to view it. And it had nothing to do with the tone of their skin. Uh, but I think colorism within the black community goes back ages. It goes back to uh, being able to pass the brown paper bag test and, and that making you uh, a better black person than some or all the way back to slavery where if you were fair skinned or 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 mixed or what have you, you know, you worked in the house versus working in the fields. And there were all of these stigmas that have been attached um, to darker skin. And it's so incredibly disheartening. And that to me is just as bad as a white person having an issue with a black person because of the color of their skin. It's your own people having an issue with you because of the color of your skin. It's like it never stops. It's like it never stops. You you, you get it from other races and then you're getting it from your own race. And, and, and that's another reason why I say we are so divided in so many ways. It's not always black and white. Um, it's black and black. It, I'm sure it's white and white in some areas. Um, but there are just all of these things that we attach to color. Um, and I think it's awful. And, and I think sometimes some of it is subconscious. Um, and I think that some of it is just misperception when we are young and you have to be taught differently when you're older. But in, in my family, it's actually, it's really interesting because um, 
there are a lot of different shades of black in my family. Uh, my grandmother is, is darker complected than I am. And I have cousins who were lighter complected than I am. And, and I had one cousin when we were younger who for the longest time thought that he was white. Um, and he thought that I was brown and our grandmother was black because he was so light complected. Um, and I have one little cousin who says that I'm yellow. Um, and, you know, and our, our grandmother is brown. And, and, and so it, you have to, you have to teach children when they are small that there are just a lot of different shades of people and it doesn't necessarily mean anything. Um, you can't start attaching these social meanings or social norms or social abnorms to people because of, of the color of their skin. Um, because it makes life that much harder. So, you know, like I said, not only are you getting it from other races, then you start to get it from your own race and it just, it just becomes a bigger hassle than it really needs to be. Um, and it doesn't always just affect people with darker skin. Sometimes it affects people who have lighter skin. Um, and it's not always a woman thing. It can be a man thing. And, and it has, colorism has almost become an acceptable form of racism. Um, and it's mind boggling to me how people feel like it's okay. Um, how people can say, uh, you know, you're pretty because, you know, you're, you're a light skinned black girl. Like you're not one of those dark skinned black girls. Get out of my face with that crap. Like get all the way out of my face with that crap. Um, because it's not okay. Light skin privilege is not okay. The same way that white privilege is not okay. Um, and there has to be somewhere where we are all willing to draw the line. And in order to draw that line, it, it's going to take all of us. Uh, it's going to take the white people. It's going to take the black people. It's, it, it's going to take everybody. And I think I refer so much to white and black because that's where I've mostly seen a lot of these things is that there are not certain things or certain places or, or certain events or certain positions designated for people of any certain race. It's open to everybody. Um, there is no difference between uh, a light-skinned person or a dark-skinned person based solely on the color of their skin uh, or the complexion of their skin. That is not what you should use as your basis or for your metrics or for your merit or for your weighing. Um, we should not be looking at things like that. We just shouldn't be. Um, and I don't think that colorism is ever going to go away because I don't know that racism will ever go away. And they almost kind of go hand in hand. Uh, but some people see colorism as flattery. It's not. There's nothing flattering about that. Um, so when you are having these conversations with people and colorism comes into play, don't think that you are doing me any sort of justice by telling me uh, that you think that I'm better because I'm lighter complected. That makes me want to slap you in the face because that just shows me how dangerously ignorant you are. Um, and, and that's not okay. As always, drop me a line. Let me know how you guys feel about it. Um, but just the whole idea of, of Ariel needing to be white and stay white when she is a fictional character kind of brought into play this whole thing with colorism and just how we attach color to things. And, and, and with that comes stigmas and with that comes ignorance and with that comes uh, sometimes just blatant racism. Um, but it always shows people's true colors. The truth always shows in that. Um, how people really feel always shows in that. Um, but it still doesn't make the idea of how we view it 
right. It's not right that Ronald Reagan can wear a tan suit and Obama can't. It's not right that Serena Williams can't have her emotional outburst and Brett Kavanaugh can. It's not right that Colin Kaepernick can't protest peacefully during the national anthem while Trump doesn't even know the words to the national anthem. It's not right. Again, this was my soapbox for today. You do not have to agree uh, with my views or my opinions. Um, but one thing I can say, I will always come to the table as informed as possible. I will always come to the table as myself, and I will always come to the table uh, saying what it is that I feel I need to say and expressing myself in the best way possible, and I will always bring honesty. Um, so let, let me know your thoughts. Again, I am SJ Williams, and you've been listening to the All The Feels podcast. Feel free to follow me on Instagram at Sham Tremaine. Drop me a line uh, to contact sjwilliams at gmail.com. Subscribe to uh, this podcast and rate it. Uh, that's all for now.